to the What's Next Podcast, episode 12. Thank you all for tuning in. My name is Chanel Wilkins, as you know. And my name is Nick Provenzano. Thank you all for watching episode 12 of the West Next Podcast. And before we get started, because honestly, we have we are going to try not to disappoint, unlike my uh, Miami Dolphins uh, last night, who uh, disappointed terribly. We're not going to do, we never disappoint on this podcast. And if you want to keep on watching the West Next Podcast and see this evolve into something even greater, because we got... Trust me, we got amazing things going on in 2022. Last episode did great, so I appreciate y'all for um, watching that and downloading and doing all that. Uh, we are on, we are very close to 600 downloads on the year, so appreciate that. I appreciate y'all downloading, appreciate y'all sharing, and I need you to continue to do so. If you don't already know, follow the West Next Podcast on underscore West Next Podcast underscore. Nick, you know what? I just decided um, I'm going to be spontaneous today. I'm going to let you do the rest of this little promotion. Go ahead. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna start off by saying you, you gotta use can follow us on RSS, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we're on another platform. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. There we go. I'm more familiar with the, with the three because I usually listen to the podcast on Spotify. But yeah, just make sure you also follow us on Instagram at uh, underscore What's Next Podcast underscore. You could find us with the black background and the two uh, clouds. That is us and. Uh, I'm excited to get into this episode. Um, like I said, not excited, not not uh, this episode won't let us down like how your dolphins let you down and how uh, my bucks clearly let me down this week. But you know, hopefully yeah, we got, we're, hopefully we're gonna get we're gonna get into some good into some good uh good podcasting. We got very let down last week, me and Nick. Uh, you know, I'm not sure which one hurts more. Like, I'm not sure who's more disappointed. Definitely in the definitely Sunday night, I was the most disappointed. Uh, Nick did not text me how disappointed he was. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was, um, you know, crying or angry in his own room and wanting to just be alone. I think sulking would be more accurate. Sulking would be more accurate. Okay, he was sulking. I was raging. You know, we, some people just handle their emotions differently, uh, and that's just how we handled our very disappointing Florida teams. But let's talk about something that's not going to be disappointing uh, to start off the podcast, because I'm going to try to get myself in a, you know, more happy mood. I'm going to try to be more glad. to. So uh, let's talk about the World Cup, because the World Cup's been awesome. The quarterfinals are here. You know, we got the first African team to ever reach the quarterfinals. Morocco's going to go up against France. I'm excited for this game. This game's going to be on Wednesday at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, it's going to be a big game. Nick, I want to quickly get your take on this game. Well, I just wanted to say that for the for the uh, for the pod for the podcast, I'm very excited uh, to you know discuss the World Cup because I am very I'm very interested to see how this is all going to play out. This is a couple teams that I didn't really think were going to make it all the way into the finals. Clearly not Morocco. I didn't think that they had a shot to really make it into into the uh, semifinals and have a chance to play into the finals. Um, I was just with my girlfriend and she was we were watching tiktoks and i see all the moroccans literally like start sh- like literally shitting on on uh, on eliminating ronaldo they're like oh where's ronaldo oh he's he's in a cr- in a car crying and stuff like that so that's, i'm not gonna lie that's a little bit souring me um, i was happy that they were one of the first like african teams that made it um but you know also like first, it's also the first arab nation to get to the quarterfinals which is oh and cool. that's that's also groundbreaking the first arab nation to make the finals too so that's great but i mean like it's not come on, man. That's that's gonna be Ronaldo's last, you know, uh World Cup that he's gonna that he's gonna have like I, I think. I mean I mean listen, I mean it's gonna be probably the last for Messi and Ronaldo, uh, because they're getting up there in age and I don't think they're gonna be in qualification to really play in the in the World Cups next in the next uh, four years. So um their careers might end by that time. It was a sad state of affairs for him to go out like that. And um yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, the other matchup in the World Cup, uh, which is, um, you know, Argentina and Croatia, because I, I think that Croatia actually has a good shot at winning that game. But obviously, Argentina, I, I would imagine, would be favorited. So that's a really good matchup. It's going to be a fun semifinals that we're doing right now. Um so yeah, I'm just excited and I can't wait to uh, you know watch those games. I believe that uh, I believe Argentina and Croatia play tomorrow at two. So I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, let's you know let's talk about that matchup first because Argentina right now I think is most people's favorite to win. Um, this matchup Argentina just kind of has 
one of the more complete teams um, in the World Cup coming in, and they might have possibly the most complete team um, in the final four teams. So in the quarterfinals, so I think they, I think they look good right now. I, I think they're classless. I think Messi uh, didn't look good as a professional last time uh, he played, but we can't deny how good they are. Uh, and Although Croatia did ball, and I'm very impressed with Croatia to get this far, I got to roll with Argentina um, to win this game. I'm not sure if Messi's going to have that great of a game, but I think the people around him are going to have really good games. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking for this game. I think the I think the team I think the team around Messi is going to get the job done. But I think they're going to you know make sure Messi isn't going to do a whole lot of damage. I think uh, Elenado Martinez is going to be a big time player in this game. I think he's going to rise to the occasion, uh, especially because he won the, you know, shootout against the Netherlands. I think he's going to once again prove how damn good he is. And I think the rest of the team will, too. Um, You know, right now I'm looking at the statistics for the game tomorrow. And as of right now, at least on Google, it's, t- it's telling me that uh, the stats for the win probability in the 90 minute period is that Argentina would win by 51 percent. They're favored by 51 percent. 28 percent probability is that it goes to extra time and 21 uh, percent is Croatia winning. So, yeah, you know, you hit it right on the mark that uh, you hit it right on the mark that uh, Argentina is heavily favored in this one. And I think I might have to roll with them, too. However, I am going to pick the upset and I'm going to have Croatia this one. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just have a lot of faith in this team getting getting here, and I've seen that they could hang with some elite competition, and I'm really excited to see, you know, if they could really pull this one off. So I'm gonna take Croatia on this one. I know it's probably not the, it might be the betting favorite because you know when it comes to you know betting, you always want to take the underdog. But as of right now, I'm gonna roll with Croatia beating Argentina. Do you think it comes down to penalty kicks? It might. I think I think the score. I think the score this game. Is actually, I think, far closer than people might. I think it's going to be down to either 0 0 uh, or it's going to be down to 1 1. And I think it actually might come down. I think they, they will, this team is probably, both these teams are probably going to switch it to, to uh, extra time. And I think during extra time, it's going to run out and then we are going to go right into penalty. And no, I think me. that, you know, I, I, I think that's still, I'm still going to roll Croatia. Okay. I th- all right. Fair enough. You're going to roll Croatia. I'm going to roll Fire Gentis 1. So. We will see next week who was right. But, you know, let's talk about the other quarterfinal game. Let's talk about France versus um, the team everyone's freaking talking about, Morocco. You know, Morocco's making history. They made it this far, and congratulations to them. But I think it's fairly obvious to anyone who's been watching the World Cup that, again, Morocco has shocked us before, so I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm pretty sure France beats them pretty handily. I think they can. I think they probably win two goals. I think they get at least two, three goals on them. And uh, I think France wins and kind of low-key outclasses Morocco. Uh, we've got no disagreements here. I think uh, I, I, even though I'm going for an upset win from Croatia to beat Argentina, I think Mbappe and France are going to mop the floor with with Morocco. I don't think it's going to be – I, I think the score probably, if I'm going to be honest, might be 3-1 three, three, oh, by wow. the end of full time. I think that might – that's probably the score I would I would assume. Uh, because it just seems likely with them. Uh, they had they have a, a like a world class team, uh, and that's pretty obvious that they stay unlike unlike my Germans, they stay world class in in international competition. So I'm gonna take you know Mbappe and you know that entire squad to you know take this one in Morocco. And I think from so that means for me, I would pick the final would be Croatia and France. Right. Because you also got to think about this. There's no suspensions, no injury worries for France. Like, France is healthy right now. Like, uh, Morocco isn't as healthy. They have play, They have it players um, suspended and everything. So, I'm a, and I think France just in general. Again, they beat England. I thought England after last week was going to win the whole thing. And then they beat England. So, the, one, the ones who beat my favorite, I can't help but think they're going to win against Morocco. Uh, that's, that's just me. I think they play the best at the team France does. Uh, Loki, I'm going to spoil a little something. I have them winning the whole thing. Um, but I think this, but I, I kind of agree with you here. I think, uh, this definitely doesn't come to penalty kicks. I think, uh, France wins. I, I say two, nothing. I, I say two, nothing. I say two, nothing here. I, I think France defense is so good that, um, 
Moape and um, all of them just don't end up getting any space to score and everything. I just don't, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement with that. So, I mean, I, I, I honestly, if I had to pick, pick it to win right now, I think France would easily win the World Cup. I, I know I wanted to pick Croatia as the underdog, but I don't think that underdog mentality is going to last with them into the finals if they make it that. Far. If they make it that far. Now, let's get to. And I keep. I hate. I need to change my transition. I hate that I say now, but. You know, just screw it. Let's get into the NFL because uh, there's a lot to talk about in the NFL. Week 14 was a hell of a week. We see that the Eagles are officially locked in for the playoffs. Next quick read. So, yeah, the Eagles have made it into the playoffs officially. Uh, obviously, the first round bye is not officially theirs. I think it's going to be theirs eventually, especially if they win against Dallas, which, spoiler alert, I think they're gonna win against Dallas. If if that uh if if that ends up being the case, then they're gonna lock up the first round by easily. Um, a lot of things kind of went right for them for in this game, and uh, not even just that. I just thought that with this game, the Eagles and the Giants, and we'll get into the Giants a little bit later on. But the yeah. Eagles just. I, I had a feeling this is exactly how it was going to go. I knew that the Eagles were going to come in yesterday, and I know they were going to absolutely smack. I said on this podcast a number of weeks ago that the Giants are David, and they're going to soon run into Goliath. And if you didn't think that, you know, that the Eagles were a powerhouse of a team, that they are easily a top two, top one team in the NFL right now, I mean, just look at what happened. I mean, look at what happened against a opponent who they view as inferior. Like, they just absolutely destroyed them from start to finish in the game. Like, it wasn't very close. The Eagles never really made it close. I mean, props to DJ and Saquon. They tried their best to make it out of a bad situation. But at the end of the day, I mean, listen, I mean, you can't really put blame, blame this on the Giants because the Giants really aren't at the level of a NFC championship Super Bowl contender like they they just aren't. I know Brian Dabo is his job is to it, his job is not one that's going to get this get this team done in a year, okay? Like they're going to use their draft picks, they're going to use their free agency, they're going to, you know, do a bunch of these things to get the Giants right, but as of right now, I mean, this is how it's going to go. I think the Giants can have very competitive games and I think that this was a, a beatdown that was coming to them for a while. And I think that you're going to see a similar beatdown the next time they play these. Um, so as for the Eagles, great win for them. As for the Giants, it's getting tough. It's getting tough with this with this NFC race right now, uh, this NFC wildcard race. Uh, we had a bunch of teams that, that, that lost, a bunch of teams that on the AFC and NFC side that lost and could affect the, the wildcard race. And... As of right now, I think the Giants are eliminated, and I think Washington jumped them. So, no, no. Oh, was it not? So right now, the Washington uh, Commanders are six in the playoff race right now, and the Giants are seven. So they're bo- so right now, if the if the playoffs if the if the season ended today, all four teams in the NFC East would make would make the playoffs. Oh wow, that's interesting. Um, I didn't think uh I didn't think that. It was like I, I felt I felt like I, I I didn't I didn't see it like that the last time that like Fox put up a graphic but um okay I'll I'll, t- I'll take your word for it I think that you know oh yeah the yeah you're right the Giants would be the seventh seed the Seahawks my bad guys the Seahawks would actually be the ones who are out right now so the Seahawks are now on the outside looking in and are hoping for the G men or the Redskins, sorry, Redskins, the Commanders, sorry, name redact, lose out of their games, eventually don't make it into the uh, playoff picture. But yeah, uh, the Giants are the seventh seed, though, so it's not really a very comfortable position to be in. But, you know, they got it, they got, they didn't get it done on Sunday. They they survived being eliminated even more on Sunday. That's just my thoughts. All right, so let's dive into the NFL games. Let's get this breakdown going. We're going to start. You know what, Nick? Do you want to start with your Tampa Bay Bucks? Do you want to just get it out of the way and just get your emotion and just get your emotions, your disappointment towards your Tampa Bay Bucks out of the way right now? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you guys something. I watched this game, I believe, until halftime. And then I said to myself, I'm done. Like, I literally, like, I know I'm a football fan. 
but I'm also a student too. So I had some finals. I have some papers I needed to do. And I looked at the Bucks sink into a hole. I saw I saw them sink into a seven. Then I saw them sink into a 14 nothing deficit. Then I saw them sink into a 21 nothing deficit. And I just said to myself, all right, this is not going to turn around. I know exactly how this is going to go. It's the same shit I've seen over and over again. It's the Bucks being inept on offense and letting our defense down. Uh, is my mic good right now? Or your mic is better, yeah. But okay, it's gonna be the same thing that happens. Um, you know, the same the same inept offense that was happening. Um, it's it's just gonna be not a very good um not a very good outing for the Bucks. And I I I you know I had some faith coming into the game that I wasn't gonna be disappointed or that my Bucks were at least gonna put up a fight, but that there was no fight in here. I ah. Uh, this is the worst part. The worst part about this is that, like, we are in such a bad position right now. I think we are six and seven. If we were not in the NFC South, we would be eliminated from the. And I would have actually liked that because, to be honest, Chanel, I don't want to go into this. You want to know why? Because wow. I don't want I don't want the Bucks to get like one done in the playoffs. Why can't I just go get a good draft? Pick? Right? Like, why can't I be, like, top 10, top 15 draft pick? No, I have to be the, the team in the leading division of, of a division that has a losing percentage in terms of all the teams. In, like, I, I Brock Purdy made his first start against Tom Brady and is the first quarterback to make his start against Tom Brady and win in all of Brady's career. Brock, I think, through 20, I, I think he was 16 of 21, if I'm not mistaken for two touchdowns and Brady had two interceptions. I mean, this, we didn't look good at all. Our running, our rushing game did not look good at all. I was very disappointed with this game. Nothing really more to add other than I'm just, I really wish we were not in playoff because I don't want to get one and done. And I would rather just get a good draft. Pick. That's pretty much not, not really strong emotions. I'm not yelling at the camera. I was the other games, but just, just a, a observation that well, let me say this. Before I start criticizing the Bucks um in front of your face, I want to first off start start by saying Brock Purdy looked good. To to give him to give the San Francisco 49ers some credit, brought your court I don't know how y'all are finding your quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo and uh Brock Purdy and everything, but you all have a good little quarterback tree uh right now cuz I think Brock looks good. He faced a tough defense. You got to think about it. Tampa Bay's defense is no joke. That's what's kind of been keeping you at six and seven for a lot of these games. And the fact that Brock Purdy, I wouldn't say teared you all up, but pretty damn close. I, I mean, he, he really does. He's really doing a good job. I can, I can, I'm not saying I see them in the, you know, let's say NFC championship with this guy, but they are viable right now. So you got to give San Francisco credit. They have really done a great job of turning their season around by all the hardships. And, you know, they also just lost Debo Samuel, so they're going to have to overcome that. But I think with Brock Purdy at quarterback and all the other weapons that they have, Christian McCaffrey, what a baller he is. I think San Francisco is so damn talented that they can overcome all these obstacles that they have. So give San Francisco credit. But I'm going to dive into the uh, – Tampa Bay Buccaneers here real quick. And I'm a little mad that y'all are getting rewarded for your poor performance. Uh, I'm, you know, unfortunately the team, but you're lucky that the teams around you suck even worse or just as bad. Obviously that four playoff seed isn't technically yours yet. Cause Carolina and Atlanta, mainly Carolina, cause Carolina has won their last two games and they beat the Seahawks last week. I mean, sorry, yesterday. So they're, they're kind of on the rise. Maybe they can sneak in and take that spot. They're not, they're only one game off, so shit. Oh, it's please, please, please end our misery. I would love for them to come and take that playoff spot. I know. I Here's my thing. Y'all have a definitely, the y'all have a better chance against the Cowboys than the Carolina Panthers. So, and that's mainly because you have the GOAT Tom Brady. Because Tom, as, we, as we've seen, Tom Brady will randomly turn it on. Like, he will randomly turn it on. You can just watch him against, uh, who did, I, I can't believe I forgot the game, but who did he face? The Saints. Um, yeah, sorry, the Saints. Where the Saints, where he all of a sudden it was like 16-3 with like five minutes left, and Tom Brady came back and won the game for him. Like that was fantastic by your team and Brady. So you never know, but you never know. But yeah, that was a rough game to watch for you guys. I, I felt sorry for you. I felt like te- I was gonna. I was like, let me text Nick, but I'm like, let me not rub it in his face. I know he's uh, soaking right now and. You know, probably in the corner, punching the wall and everything. So I'm like, let me leave. No, I, I honestly, I, I would much, 
Like, my thing is, like, I was sulking for about, like, 30 minutes, and then I kind of got over it because I was, like, I got, like, hard to do and everything like that. I don't have – I don't need to waste my spiritual energy on getting mad at the Bucks again and again and again. It's not good for my health. It's not. I mean, so, I mean, I just can't I, – I made a business decision for myself, viewers. I made a business decision to myself to exclude myself from getting angry at the Bucks. And, uh yeah. I, I just did my own thing. But yeah, bottom line is Carolina, please take this playoff spot from me. I don't want it. I just want a good a good enough draft pick in the I'm looking forward to next season. That's all I'm that's all I'm thinking. Well let me ask this. Who would you want in if you were to get a good play a good draft pick? If you were to get that draft pick, who would you want? If I had the choice to get yeah. someone, I mean Realistically. Realistically. Uh well you gotta think about um uh, yeah, think about like who's gonna be in in the uh, you know the N- the NFL draft. And I'm primarily, I'm not gonna lie, I am still looking at the quarterback for this really? because. And you'd be like, oh, you know, he got the goat, Tom Brady. I mean, like guys, for the first on. round pick for for like like I mean, realistically, we're not gonna get like a Bryce Young because we all know damn well that that like a team like picking like top five are probably gonna get them. I know that a lot of people are might saying that Houston is probably gonna get one of them. Uh either Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, you know, those guys. But uh see man, it's hard. It's hard to, to say like what we what we like need. I mean I think we need tight ends. I mean I mean I think if you're talking about realistically, I mean we, we could use a tight end. We could use more use more offensive linemen because our offensive linemen have been are getting aging and are getting hurt this season. Uh, we could definitely use a running back because Rashad White ain't it. I've been saying on this podcast that his fumbling problem sucks, and he did it against the Saints, and he did it again against the 49ers. He's absolute garbage. Um, and obviously Lenny's getting old. I'm looking at more stuff on the on the offensive side of the ball. I think our defense is, I think, good enough, and I think is going to maintain at least a top 16 to top five range for at least a couple more years so i'm not really worried about them what's up you know what i just realized after talking to all this mess you guys don't even have a first round pick do we not you don't yeah there's you guys don't have a pick till the 51st pick or the second round yeah y'all don't have a pick till the second round where did our first round pick go to? y'all created somewhere that's actually crazy Oh wait, no, I you're I'm wrong. You all have the 19th pick. I I apologize. As of right now, y'all have the next. That's my fault. My fault, everyone. I bet, but you better scare me, guy. I'm like, if I I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like where fault. did our first round pick go? Where did we trade it to? We didn't even go out and get anybody for a first rounder. Yep, my bad. You do have a first round pick, so. Yeah, but it would be pick 19th because we are, like you said, in the playoff race, in the playoff hunt. So I'm not, I'm not obviously, I'm not too happy there. But. Man, I'm just looking at some. I I would I would draft something on the offensive end. If I had to get somebody, it'd be Bryce Young. If I had to pick somebody, it'd be I need a dynamic quarterback in Tampa. I just need one. Tom is gonna get older and older and older. And after this season, do you really have any confidence in him still? Well, if Tom Brady doesn't want to retire, what do you do? Well, actually, next season he's due to be a free agent. And I heard a report. I heard a report saying that. He is considering all option free agents. They all say that. I'm not. That, that's true, but he hasn't made anything public about a contract extension either. So. But you know, Tampa's gonna want to keep Brady. If anything, just because he's gonna get butts in, because it's Tom Brady. You yeah. know, like it's not because even if you draft, let's say you were able to get a Bryce Young, there's no, there's absolutely no chance he's gonna come in and just replace. Brady and Brady's gonna play backup you know you no have- he's not gonna play backup he's either Brady retires in Tampa he goes somewhere else or he's just not the starter in Tampa yeah he's just in some way he's not the starter in Tampa anymore but he's no way yeah. gonna stay on um Tom Brady either retired or go somewhere else. yeah that's what I'm saying and I don't know where that somewhere else would be but it's clearly somewhere that he could win um but um yeah I mean I, I don't know like I I don't really have now, you know what? If I had to draft anybody, you know who i draft? A new head coach. That's who I'd draft. Todd Bowles you. sucks, and mm. Byron Leftwich sucks. It's crazy what happens when, when, when Bruce Arians leaves and he lets the kids run the camp. It's 
absolutely atrocious. I don't understand. Like, they've been our offensive and defensive coordinator since B.A. was in Tampa. So I don't know what's going on. I don't think that they that they, that they know what they're doing if, if B.A. is not, like, the head play caller. Because I just, I don't like it, man. I don't like it. Uh, whatever, whatever Todd Bowles and, and Byron Leverage have been doing, it's been not, it's not been working very well. So that's who I would draft. I would draft a new head coach if I. Wow. All right. So with that being said, I just realized we got way off topic talking, just talking in general about the Bucks and him wanting Tom Brady gone and everything. He's a disloyal Buccaneers fan. Can't appreciate that he got them a Super Bowl. You know. I'm, I'm not a Brady fan. I'm a Bucks fan. Whatever. Still, still unappreciative that Brady, that Brady got you a Super Bowl and you can't be happy. But regardless of that fact, let's talk about something I'm unhappy about. Let's talk about Sunday Night Football when the Dolphins faced the LA Chargers on the road and the Chargers came in and beat us 23 to 17. Oof. Um, you know, I came in on the podcast last week and was, I felt respectful towards Tua's performance. He had a rough game against the 49ers, but I felt like I was pretty respectful and, you know, I was understanding and sympathetic towards him because everyone had the bad game. Look, I, and it was against a tough defense. So I felt like I was being nice to him. Uh, would you agree that I was being nice about Tua against? I think you were. I think you were nice to Tua last week. I, I don't think. I think you held a lot of punches. And uh, but now you can listen, my friend. You can go all in and roast him. All yeah, you absolutely. Because I texted Nick after the game how mad I am at Tua. Um, and how not even just Tua, the offense in general. I was any, mad. Any time that Chanel has to come and text me, I know it's something that's either serious or he's that's that's. Something I realized in our friendship. Yes, I either I mean every time I text Nick, I'm either angry or just uh, I'm I'm angry about this for sure. He guys, he said he said, and I quote, "You might have to hold me back on the podcast tomorrow." Well, yeah, yeah, you do. Cause look, I, I'm looking at the stats right now, and it's making me cringe even more. Cause I didn't even bother looking at the stats after the game because I knew I would start raging and I had to work the next day like a real adult does, you know. I'm seeing this I'm seeing these stats right now. Ten of twenty eight, hundred forty five yards. No interceptions. Probably should have like two interceptions that game. He got lucky. Uh, Mozart didn't do a damn thing. Je- uh, Jeff Wilson got hurt. And here's here's my complaint, right? We they we got exposed that game. We got exposed for the same shit that we do all the time. And once that didn't work, Tua and the rest of them just look lost. The middle of the same, I mean, the Chargers came in, did a great job of taking away the middle of the field, right? That's where we get our bread and butter. That's where we get our uh, Waddle and Tyreek Hill get their open space and they can just run around and do all their crazy shit, right? That's where Mozart can run up the middle and get around and get a big touchdown and all that. Once that was gone, Tua didn't know what to do. You could tell. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddle was a non-factor. And it wasn't necessarily because of Jalen Waddles, because I don't know, Tua, I feel, I, see, I feel like Tua just does his one read and Tyreek Hill is just so much his guy that he just doesn't look anywhere else. Like, we, I think we sometimes just forget that Mike Isicki is one of the best tight ends in the NFL and we barely use him. And he's going to get hit, and he's going to rightfully so get his butt out of there because he's his, his years of, you know, his prime career are being wasted in Miami because Tua doesn't even look in his direction. We got two talented running backs in Mozart and Wilson that we don't even use. And again, I'm not blaming this all on Tua. Mike McDaniels has a lot to do with this as well. You know, just kind of being so one-dimensional, be it our one dimension has worked, but once it doesn't work, look, look, I mean, you saw what fucking happened. We got screwed. We were lucky to get the two touchdowns that we did. Uh, What's his name? I think Asante, I think um Samuel, I think Samuels or something, uh, Samuels Jr., slipped um on the Tyreek Hill coverage. Yeah, Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, Asante Samuel Jr. like just slipped um on the ground and Tyreek just happened to run in for a touchdown and then you saw and then you saw that ridiculous fumble play that we just got lucky as hell on. So we were very so we were lucky to get the touchdown that we did. So I can't even give much credit in that end. It was it was brutal it was brutal to watch when the lights were on to a embarrassed himself essentially and i also am mad because i felt like this was a game that we had to win because our schedule isn't easy after this we had to go face the build on saturday night one of the top teams in the nfl some people say the best team in the nfl we have to face a hungry green bay because green bay can still technically make the playoffs we gotta face uh what we call we gotta face the jet and we gotta face the patriots you know those are we got three hungry teams 
in playoff contention along with us, and then we have one of the best teams in the NFL. So it's not an easy road for us. And the Chargers coming off a loss against the Raiders, we need to beat them, and we just couldn't get it done. When people were favoring us, saying how good we look, saying uh, Chris Collinsworth was calling us Super Bowl contenders, and that came back to bite them. Uh, bro, and, and, and just to get to my last point before I let you know, let you go, Nick, all this MVP talk with Tua Tungvaloa, you know, M- MVP candidate, he's, he's, a, he's, all, he's this, that, and all, all that. He, he has played a good season, all right? I, even this game isn't going to take away from the fact that he has played a good season. But damn it, he's not, he's not this revolutionary quarterback. He's a solid quarterback right now uh, who's benefited from Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and the weapons that he's gotten and the offense that, was, that has been made for him. And like I said, once that offense was taken away from him, good job by the you know Chargers defense because we got to give him some credit. But they usually suck. And, of course, this number one offense, this talented offense in the big lights, gets fucking screwed over by just an embarrassing play by our quarterback, Tua, and our one-dimensional offense. And now we had to come in by Saturday and figure out, one, whether Tyree's going to be okay for that game. And we got to figure out new ways to evolve our offense because we just got exposed. You can go ahead. So uh, my, my girlfriend was um... – in the room when you heard when you heard you start swearing about your Miami Dolphins and she was like damn he's so angry I'm like yeah babe I mean come on it's his team he has a right to be angry every sportsman has a right to be angry when their team is not performing up to their best capabilities and uh you know obviously I agree with you 100% I think that you know a couple weeks ago when Josh Allen lost a very important game for the Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets, I said we should finally pump the brakes on any Josh Allen MVP talk. So I'm going to do the same here with Tua. I don't really know why Tua was really in the MVP talks, to be honest. He didn't, He yeah, his team was the one winning, but it wasn't doing anything. He wasn't really doing anything groundbreaking or good enough to be declared the MVP. I think the MVP is reserved for being the best of the best and not just uh, like really, really, uh, you know, decent to average numbers on it. Like, you know, a very good team. I mean, obviously his, his numbers aren't as average average, but they're obviously better than most quarterbacks. But as I mean, that performance yesterday was just and like you said, you guys needed to win that game. Tua had 10 for 28. I believe that is if I'm not mistaken, that's under 33 percent. In terms of in terms of, of passes, or maybe a little bit over because they didn't hit 30%, but that's absolutely like crazy to me. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that the, the Dolphins and you, like you said, man, they have a really tough schedule coming up ahead. You guys are facing some really, you know, like hungry teams in in that, uh, you know, that the hunt for the either the playoffs or to get a, a better a better seed because you guys got the Bills, Packers, Patriots, and then the Jets. So, I mean, who knows what the Packers can do? The Patriots are always in the mix. The Jets, you know, I mean, you guys are facing your whole division and that division has been one of the best in football. So I don't know, but we'll see what happens to the Dolphins. Maybe they can get back on track, but I'm going to give you a toast with my little water bottle over here. Good luck to you because you guys are going to need it going into the, or yeah, trying man. to go into it. Try, right, trying to go to it in playoffs. Listen, if we won that game, I would have felt a lot more confident. Right, I feel, or I would feel a lot more confident. A nine and us nine and four, you know, if we can win one out of those four games after that, I think ten and seven would make the playoffs, right, or at least make the seventh seed. Now, not so sure right now. So it's it's frustrating as a you know West Palm Beach kid. Uh, you know, obviously I'm not from Miami, but I'm from West Palm Beach, which is like an hour away from Miami. So I got, I got, I got, and I'm a South Florida boy, so I got love for South Florida and everything. So, you know, it's frustrating to see my team lose, especially when we are consistently the definition of mediocrity. And now we have a chance to not be mediocre and actually make the playoffs. And we're just, we're just fucking it up. You know, when it matters most, we are just fucking it up. And this ain't a good look. All right. With all that shit out of the way, because I, I went off for a while, you went off for a while, let's get into the breakdown of the what, the rest of these teams, because the rest of these teams matter as well. You know, especially the especially the Detroit Lions. You know, the Detroit Lions look damn good right now. They just beat the Minnesota Vikings 34-23. to As you say, Motor City, Dan Campbell, um, and the Lions are 5-8 and eight and are 
in contention for the or sorry, they're they're six and seven, right? Yeah, they're six and seven on the bubble for a playoff spot. They actually have the same record as the Bucks. These so, boys look, are in the hunt. They're in the hunt, and trust me, no one expected them to be there. Nick, what's your reaction? Because the Lions look damn, damn good. I, I, I've got to say, and I remember for all of, for everybody who was doubting me, I know my co-host over here was doubting me. I made two yeah. predictions of, of teams this season, and I said to, I said to myself, these teams might be on the bottom of your division list, but they are not going to be as bad as as you think they're going to be. One of those teams were the Seattle Seahawks, and I think that's a good that's a that was a good guess of mine. And the other one was the Detroit Lions. I had them being third in the division. Right now, they're currently second in the NFC North. Uh, they beat the NFC North champions on Sunday. I and you know this team is really rolling right now. They have a great shot of closing out the rest of their season by winning um excuse me by winning the rest of their games that's a real possibility that is a real possibility that the lions could win out they have the jets and the jets have been on somewhat of a losing streak uh they have the panthers and you know who knows how the panthers are going to look one moment they become absolute world beaters against teams other moments they fold 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 then we have the bears and the Lions already have one against the Bears this season. And then they play the Packers, who the Lions have won over them this season. So that's pretty good odds for the Lions to finish up their seasons with at least nine or ten wins in their respective uh, division. And obviously that won't be enough for them to win their division, I don't think, because I think the Vikings are going to end up, you know, getting some at least at least a couple wins on the year. So that will effectively get them their NFC North win. But um, the Lions have a clear shot at this, like I've been saying. And uh, when you look at other teams, right? And, you know, we mentioned that Seattle is out right now, right? Like they're just out. The Giants are currently in, just barely at the seventh. And if you look at the Giants' schedule, man, like the Giants have to face the Commanders, who are currently in, right? So Mm -hmm. they need to win that game. Then they play... uh, the Vikings, if I was the Detroit Lions, as crazy as the sounds, I would actually root for the Vikings. Then the Giants play the Colts, and then they finish off the year against the... So, and right now, how many wins? The Giants have seven wins. Detroit has six wins. Detroit are right on the mend, man. They're right on the mend. If the Giants... The Giants have a lot of losable games on the rest of that schedule. I think they might win it against the Colts. I think they should win it against the Colts. But the Commanders are a flip-flop. You saw what the Eagles did to them. And the Vikings do beat up on bad opponents. However much lack of faith you have in the Vikings, they beat up on bad opponents. So um, they, the Lions have a real shot at this playoff picture. And I think that they might end up doing it. What's your thoughts on it? It's definitely possible. So... I want to make two statements real quick. I want to first off give Jared Groff, Jared Goff, I said Jared Groff, Jared Goff, his proper due this season. I think a lot of people aren't talking about how how incredible his season has been. Uh, I think he's playing like a top ten quarterback this season, and he's doing a phenomenal job, and he's and he deserves a lot more credit than he's getting right now. He's definitely earned the right to keep his starting job with the Detroit Lions, regardless of how this goes um, this season. I think Jared Goff has proven himself to be extremely, extremely good and has really demonstrated a hell of a lot. He's kind of like a surprise player of the year, to be honest. Jared Goff, I don't think, I think people kind of wrote off Jared Goff and he's showing us don't write that fool off. You know what I'm saying? And then I want to talk about the Packers versus the Lions in that final game. I could see that being a battle for the seventh seed. I think that could, I think that might be the seventh seed battle potentially. Huh? I could see it. I could I could definitely see a scenario where that's a battle for the seventh seed. Even well, how, it, how how would you figure that? Because because you're telling me that would be a battle between the Packers and the Lions, and a battle that the Packers could win in order to go into the playoffs as the seventh. No, uh, I think again they're not out. The the Packers are in the hunt just as much as anybody right now. But We're aren't not... the Packers, don't the Packers have like five wins this season? I still can make them make the playoffs, you know? Cause like, but I mean, like, look who's ahead of them. If the Packers to make the playoffs, it's got to be below like 20% or something, right? It's got to be. Like, they, they also they have Aaron Rodgers, and the Seahawks are falling, the Giants are falling, 
Yeah, but they've all yeah, but they have a, an Aaron Rodgers who and Aaron Rodgers has played like the worst he's ever played in this entire season. You gotta, you gotta. No, he's also he's also he's also a clutch guy, you know. He's clutch. I, okay, so the Packers have five wins. So if the, what they would need to do is win all their games, like, I don't think you make I don't think you make this playoffs if you you have eight wins. I think you make it if you if you have like um at least nine or ten wins. So like. The Packers would need to beat the Rams. They need to beat you. And then they need to beat the Vikings. And then they need to beat the Lions. I don't think that's ridiculous. I think I don't think that's ridiculous at all. But but then you've also got to think about the people who are ahead of them, which are the Commanders, the the Gi- the Giants and the Seahawks. So and the Lions are are ahead of them. So they would need to jump four different teams. I think that's impossible. I'm not going to say that. impossible. I'm not saying it happens. I'm not saying that's the official battle for the 7C, but I think there's a shot. I absolutely think there's a shot. It's a very slim shot. I, I Honestly, I'm always yeah. the guy that's like never say never, but I'm going to say never. All right. You know what? Fair enough. I, I'll respect that. Just like uh, I got to show some respect for the Buffalo Bills. There we I, go. That's a beautiful transition, guys. Give them a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I got to show respect for the Buffalo Bills um, as they defeated the New York Jets 20-12 in a pretty tight game there. Uh, Buffalo's, to me, just proving once again they're one of the best teams in the NFL. They definitely recovered from their little two-game slip and uh, definitely have demonstrated they are a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, you could probably consider – and I think they're the second seed in the AFC Right, I think they're the second seed. Right, you got the. Oh no, the number one. No, they're the, they're the first. They're the first now. They're the Bills first. Yeah, I forgot. Jumped the uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, so they're still so they're a Super Bowl you know favorite right now, and uh, makes a lot of sense. They're playing really well. I mean, I think that the uh, that the Bills had a tough game on their hands as as always is a divisional opponent, and I think that the uh, the Jets you know my, the Mike White experiment has been varied at best. Some of it has been his fault. Some of it hasn't been his fault. I think he got injured, I believe, like three different times. Mike White actually had to be escorted out in the ambulance after the game. Yep. He was so damn beat up. So props to Mike White for showing the toughness to hang in there during this game. But, um, you know, if just for the viewers' sake, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I kind of want the Bills to maintain that first seed spot. You want to know why? Because I wow. absolutely hate – I absolutely hate – like, if anything, I did not like when Tom Brady was with the Patriots and that was a dynasty, and I cannot stomach another dynasty again. So, I mean, the only way you're going to stomach a dynasty is if you're a part of it, and I'm not a part of this Chiefs dynasty. I'm a, I'm a Bucks fan through and through. I'd still like to point out that we kicked their ass in the Super Bowl, but that's not that's not, that's not the here nor there. But um, I, I just – I don't want the Chiefs to, to really – excel in the playoffs and i think a good way to get them eliminated is if we have the bills maintain that spot so right now chanel i'm sorry i'm sorry man i want i want these i want these chiefs to make sure that they can't get their greedy little andy reed hands andy reed cheeseburger ridden hands on these on that first seat of the playoffs. so i'm gonna mm. have to do have to do them a favor i need them to, to beat you next week I need for them to continue beating the Bills. I don't know. The Bengals are coming up, man. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. That might be an, an AFC championship game right there. And then they play the Patriots. So who knows if they're gonna maintain that first seed? But it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a decent uh decent ride for the Bills at the end of the season. And we're we're gonna see how that all ends up. Absolutely. And you know, you spoke about the Bengals real quick. Deshaun Watson played his second game. Uh, at the Cleveland Brown, and it did not go well again as the Cincinnati Bengals are 9-4 and four now, um, and they defeated the Cleveland Browns 23-10. to 10. Uh, My main take, I think we know how good the Bengals are, and we know how good Joe Burrow is and whatnot, but I think the real question is about Deshaun Watson. That's why I kind of want to get your reaction on. How do you think he played this? Um, I don't think that he... I don't understand this notion that you sign a guy with impending lawsuits i mean as soon as that became a reality for most i just don't understand why people want to keep taking chances on somebody who clearly is is not like you know doesn't seem like to be a very good person on the uh, on the off the field issues and then you could be like wow well maybe if he's good enough you can take him take a chance on him if he's good on the field i mean first of all this guy is coming off of not being on the field for i think like 
two years in terms of like games that matter and like two years on the field and like Deshaun Watson, I mean, this game, he did not play great. He had uh, well, he had a 60% completion percentage, but he had an interception in the game, and he had a touchdown. Obviously, um, the Browns at all, as a whole didn't really do a whole lot in this game that convinced me that they're going to be showing any anything of resemblance of, oh, they're going to be back, or they're going to make some sort of, uh, you know, um, they're going to make some sort of uh, adjustments next season. They're kind of stuck and locked into the whole Deshaun Watson contract, so they really did that to themselves and um yeah man i i don't know how this experiment with deshaun watson is going to end well i don't i don't know if it's going to even stay but it clearly is looking like the baddest as of right now i actually disagree with you completely i think he played exactly the way he you would expect him to this i think he played better than he did the first i think he played better than he did against the texans which is exactly what you want out of him. Uh, he he was throwing the ball a lot better sideline to sideline. Uh, he looked a little more athletic and a little more nifty in the pocket. So, you know, I can appreciate that. Uh, again, off, off the field issues aside with him, I thought he, as far as on the field, he played exactly the way he was supposed to. I think it's going exactly how the uh, Browns planned right now. I think they knew this wasn't going to be the season. Uh, they make noise or make the playoffs, and they're not going to. And like you said, you got to understand, it's been two years since that man has been on the field uh, playing football. So you also you got to take that into consideration with his play. I think he's playing exactly how you expect. I mean, my thing is, if he continues to put up numbers that were similar to Jacoby Brissett towards the end of these last couple games, then why pay that much to somebody who is going to give you average? That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, like, why would you give numbers to a starter? You know, and, you know, he hasn't, like I said, I, I said this, I said this too, like, he hasn't been really playing meaningful games in two years. But what if he continues to do this next season? I mean, next season is obviously a whole different, and we can go into all of that. We can go into how bad the Packers have been, the Rams, uh, you know, uh, Russell Wilson. Next season is a different story. That's how it is for the NFL. But what if it is the same story? What are they going to do at that? That's the question that has been lingering on in my mind ever since he kind of made his return to the. I mean, that story. I mean, that story is going to happen. The real again, these we talking about significant games. These games aren't really significant for him. They know. They know they aren't making the playoffs. They know they aren't going any this season. Like they can, they might, again. Any Browns fan, you might as well just scrap this season. This this season ain't yours. All right. I mean, I mean, but it's it's significant. Sorry to cut you off, but it's significant in the fact that he needs to get into a groove. You know what I mean? Before next season. Well, we'll see. You know what I mean? Like we'll see if he becomes the old Deshaun Watson or in these because he's playing in. It's not like he ends the season. You know, like playing like one game left he has four of them so it's not like he he is bereft of like playing time he's gonna get enough and like yeah i just want to see if he will indeed as your predict you know be strong enough consideration to stick with whatever he has going on right and by the way i i don't support the contract at all so i i, I want to just preference by saying that i think it was stupid for the browns to give him that much money i think it's stupid for any team to give him a, to give him that much money uh, it was, but you're stuck with it now, and what you gotta hope is that you're gonna get the old Deshaun Watson back, because that's essentially what you paid for. You paid for the old Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure if you get quite the old Deshaun Watson, because there's, again, there's just so much going on, and his legacy is just so tarnished, um, from a PR and a fan perspective that you're just not, again, everyone's gonna, you know, have their speculation on whether he did it or not, uh, whether he did what he did or not, and whatnot so that's always i he can admit he cannot say it all as one that's always going to be in the back of his head um after every game after going to every little every city even his own fans are probably going to dislike him like again and that's something he has to live with for maybe or maybe not his mistake uh, that he made well actually you know fuck that I, I don't care this is an uncensored podcast i'm not sure whether he did it or not but I, he definitely made some bad decisions he had definitely made some bad decisions yeah whether he, yeah, whether he raped those girls or not, I don't know. But he, but he's definitely. I, I will say this out outright. I, I think Deshaun Watson is definitely a pervert. I think we can, I think we can definitely go that far. In my opinion, we can definitely go to the point that he's a pervert. With the details that we've had, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, we're not going to be advertising that guy at First Energy Stadium or anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want to see him on a Subway commercial anytime soon or nothing like that. So <laughs> well, that's a different can of worms. <laughs> that's, yeah, that. let's not dive into that can of worms right now. The can of worms I want to dive into are the god-awful – well, actually, you know what? They're not god-awful. They played pretty well against the Cowboys. They damn near beat the Cowboys. The Texans versus the Cowboys. Last second, the Cowboys beat the Texans 27-23. I was a little disappointed that the Texans didn't win this game. Uh, Nick, did you feel the same way? I was incredibly disappointed that the Texans did not win this game. I thought that their play calling was stupidly inept um, the last couple of minutes of the game. I think they should have went for that field goal and made it a three-possession game, but instead they decided... I'm sorry, made it a six-score uh, six, uh, game, but instead that they decided to not do that, <laughs> and they decided to uh, you know, try to do a goal-line run, and they didn't get it, and then the Cowboys... Had to you know uh, go down the field and win the game. Cowboys should have lost this game, and they should have lost this game against an opponent that was leagues less than how they performed. Uh, leagues less than like how they performed all all season. Like I mean, dude, the protections are are fighting for the first pick in the NFL in the uh, NFL draft. I mean, it's really crazy. They only have one win on the entire year. And um, the Cowboys almost lost to them. <laughs> it, it's it's a crazy state of affairs if I was a Cowboys fan. If I was a Cowboys fan, I would be incredibly, incredibly weary about going into the playoffs. I think it's time for them to, you know, kind of realize the mistakes that they've had over the season and, you know, maybe need to correct them, especially the mistakes that they made in this game because there was a few and, you know, Dak Prescott obviously did not look good. Dak had two interceptions this game, uh, really put uh, his team in a hole this game. And, you know, it's just it just wasn't good football for them. And uh, if you look at, like, the, the stats for Dak Prescott over the entire season, I mean, I don't know, man. He looks pretty mediocre to even, like, bad. He has 14 touchdowns to nine interceptions. And he's had a lot of games where he's where he's thrown at least two interceptions over the over the season. And it's just not something that um not something that I would, you know, be confident in my quarterback playing like that in the playoffs. So Cowboys need to own up to the fact that they are not one of the best teams in the league. But they're certainly a good team in the NFC, but I would be wary about fighting some other teams in the Yeah, they they definitely aren't uh, as top notch as Cowboys fans want to think they are for sure. Because I, I know how these Cowboy fans be. But real quick, I want to ask like a little quick hybrid question. I want to ask a little just fans question here. Yes or no, do the Texans win another game this season? Well, hold on. Let me look at their schedule really quick. I got because you. I you got, got it? Okay. Yep. They face the Kansas City Chiefs next week. All right. That's a loss. Okay. They face the Tennessee Titans on the road the following that, week. I don't know. The... No, nah, I, think, I think the Titans got it. All right. They face the Jaguars at home. I think the Jags got that one. And they faced the Colts Colts on the road for the final week. That's interesting. The Colts have been on a losing streak, haven't they? I think that's the one they get. I, I think that might be the one that they get. That's interesting. But am I really right, really ready to say that that's going to be their second win? That's I'm tough. ready to say it. I don't see them only having one win. You know I mean, what? I'll agree with you. I think that they get that win against the Cause they, play they play hard. They, they play hard. They play hard. Yeah. They played hard against Philly. They play hard against Cowboys. How about that? They'll get the win. Yeah. That's that. I, that counts for something, I guess. Yeah. Real, yeah. Real quick, I'm just gonna run through the games that you know kind of were just kind of dry. Uh, you can Nick, if you have something to chi- chime in here, let me know. But real quick, I'm just gonna l- mention that the Ravens beat the Steelers 16 to 14. Unfortunately, the Ravens just haven't been a whole lot of fun without Lamar Jackson. I know we haven't covered the Ravens as much as maybe somebody uh, maybe the raven fan out there that's watching the podcast sorry we haven't covered them as much but i think hopefully you can admit that they're boring right now without lamar but they win so give them credit for that uh the jaguars upset the tennessee titans 32 to 22 trevor lawrence had another random bomb game he he'd be having just random good games all of a sudden like i don't know what's up with him one day he's playing trash, and the next day, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, damn, that's why he was the first overall pick, huh? Actually, Nick, I just want your reaction to that. What, what's your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence's uh, season so far? I mean, Trevor has been, I don't know, it's been a very, like, up-and-down season for him and the Jaguars in general. I mean, he had a great game last, uh, last uh, yesterday, so I can't put it past him on that. Um, 
he's had he's had a pretty good season this far. I mean, he started off pretty shaky, pretty rough, but you know, uh, he's turned it around a lot. And uh, you know, it's just something that 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 him and Doug Peterson are gonna have to improve upon next season. Um, I know that this was the season that we were all kind of me and Chanel were kind of hoping that the Jaguars would finally turn around. Unfortunately, it has not come like nope. that. Uh, you know, but we gotta we gotta acknowledge that Trevor Lawrence might actually have a turnaround. You know, next season because he's had uh two twenty touchdowns, six interceptions. His completion percentage this year has been 66%. It's been very good. So, you know, the, the, but the Jags are a losing team. That's the problem right now. The Jags could end up turning everything around next year, but I'm really hoping to see that, that uh, you know, they get extra weapons. And I'm really starting to – I really would like to see the growth and the maturity of Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback. And I think that'll be – that'll do wonders for him as a more accurate passer, as he's shown this season. And I think he's going to improve like that. Next season, I have some really high hopes for him next season. I know, yet, yet last uh, last couple episodes, I was very, you know, down on Trevor. I thought he started the season off pretty. I said pump the brakes on him. Now I'm saying, hey man, it's time to accelerate. This is a real good. I think this is a real good quarterback, and I think that um we're gonna see it right now. We're gonna see it next. Uh, right, we're gonna see it at the ends of right now, end of this season. I think we're gonna do. We're gonna see a lot of good things come out of Trevor next season. Speaking of good quarterbacks, uh, he didn't play that. He didn't play like a good quarterback uh, last game. The Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks lose to the Carolina Panthers, 30 to 24, and this is a big loss for the Seahawks. As this kicked them out of playoff contention as of right now, so they are no longer the sixth seed. They have met, went down to the eighth seed, and that seventh seed and sixteen sixth seed belong to the uh, Commanders and the Giants respectively we kind of dived into this a little bit but let's talk about the seahawks in particular what what do you think of it i mean i don't i don't like i think right now i mean i've got to say gino has not looked like the the comeback player of the year gino that we've been seeing so far but um i mean he didn't play absolutely horrible but there were some really dumb throws that he made in this game that made interceptions he tried to make it interesting at the end of the game but at that point the panthers just had the game wrapped up um the Panthers are a team that really surprised me, and the Seahawks are a team that I've just been. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, they can't keep playing like this. The Seahawks just can't keep, you know, giving these games to teams that are clearly like less superior than them, like the Raiders and the and the uh, like the Raiders and the Panthers, and it's just in the like you know they had a tough game against the Rams. I mean, they shouldn't be losing these. So if you look at the Seahawks, man. They have a tough, tough. I mean, if to answer your question though, I, I think right now it's it's probably their their defense first and foremost. I'm not gonna lie, because um, that's always I think the biggest issue of theirs. Um, but at the same time, they really, really, really need to get Gino back to where he is. I think he needs to improve upon the next couple games because if they don't, they could kiss their playoff chances goodbye because they play the Niners who. If you ask me, they completely whipped me, and they're going to probably give the Seahawks a tough outing. Um, then they play the Chiefs, then they play the Jets, and they play the Rams again. So not exactly a very um, easy schedule for them, but Geno's really got to turn it around. It's, I know that their defensive has, hasn't played great this entire year. However, you have to look at now, and Geno cannot make these type of turnovers when you know your defense is not well-equipped to you know help out your so i just think that um something needs to happen with gino that can excel his game over the next over the next couple games all right all right uh and then russell wilson had possibly the best game he had this season still they still lost they took they still took that out but uh i gotta give russell a little bit of credit it's a slight bit they did put up 28 points and they did or they actually they didn't put up. the offense looked better than they ever had before but unfortunately, it wasn't enough to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are 10-3. The Broncos are 3-10, and are in officially out of playoff contention to surprise to nobody. Uh, what did you think of Russell this game? Because the stats look good, and he played all right. I'll Perfect. tell you this. He played better than Patrick Mahomes this game, which is crazy. Because Mahomes had tossed, even though he had 352 yards this game, Mahomes tossed three interceptions on the Broncos' defense. It's, I mean... What? Uh, I don't know if an MVP candidate should be playing like that. Well, you don't have any options this year, to be honest. He's kind of the best yeah, but him. but I mean, uh, who's who's been neck and neck with him? Josh Allen? Jalen Hurts. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad, <laughs> Josh Allen. I was like, my, Josh Allen. Uh, my apologies. He, he, my he's apologies. been he's been he, he improved last game, but I I don't I don't think uh I think Jalen. If you had to ask me, I think Jalen would be my MVP. Um, even though Mahomes tossed those three interceptions, he's still in the running. But I would just give it to the guy who can do it with his legs and with his arm and can switch up his game plan just like that on the fly because that's what Jalen's been able to do. But that being said, uh, he did toss three interceptions this game against a defense that hasn't been particularly. I mean, they 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 have played well against you know other teams, but when you when you think yourself as an elite quarterback, you think that you wouldn't make as much mistakes as Mahomes have made this game. So that kind of scared me a little bit. But they did get the job done. Mahomes did eventually do enough plays to get the job done through the air and ice the game for the Chiefs. Um, I thought when when I, I gotta I gotta say this, I don't care how cringy Russell Wilson has been. When he went down in this game, the fact that you didn't hear any cheering or any reaction when he got stretchered away from this crowd was absolutely disgusting. I don't care. I know he comes out as fake. I know it comes off as disingenuous. But you. This guy suffered an injury playing for your team, and you guys don't even have the respect to clap the man after after he's played a great performance for you guys. Absolutely disgusting display of fan ineptitude that I've seen in a while, and I don't think Russ deserved any of that. So um, those are my thoughts on it. Um, I'm really disappointed in the uh, Broncos fans that were there at the game. And um, listen, I mean, the Broncos need to figure out what's going on next year. Certainly, I don't know if if uh, Nathaniel Hackett's going to keep his job. I think more than likely he might get fired. They're certainly going to keep Russell. He played a good game, so maybe this is some room for improvement to how he can carry it on for next season. But as of right now, Broncos are eliminated. Chiefs roll, keep rolling on. And that's really all I have to say about the game. Yep. Uh, I agree with you on the... Russell Wilson getting carted off and that's just kind of being that silent. Uh, you know, at least they weren't boo, they weren't booing or actually they kind of were. Uh, so that's I mean it's unfortunate. Uh, obviously that they feel so strongly to Russell Wilson that they can't even appreciate that he has played for them and played all these games for them. They can't you know show some love for that because he is he is playing the best he can. I don't think he's not giving the effort. I just think he's broken. Uh, however. You want to describe his broken? I'm sure we're gonna dive into that in another podcast, but yeah, it, it's it, it was unfortunate. And then real quick, I'm just gonna main I'm just gonna quickly main event um the the episode. But before I do, make sure to watch the West Next podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com. Follow the Instagram on underscore West Next Podcast underscore. And of course, more episodes of the West Next Podcast Sports Edition and the Lifestyle Podcast are coming out this month. We're going to throw, I want to get at least four or five episodes total before the end of the year. So we're going to keep on grinding, keep doing our thing. Much love to y'all. Uh, real quick, the Patriots versus the Cardinals. Just real quick, who, who do you think is going to win, Patriots or Cardinals? I think that the Cardinals are, are going to lose this game. I think yeah, the right. Patriots are going to win this game. I know I faked everybody out with that one, but no. I don't think the Cardinals have a really good shot at winning this game. I think that the Patriots really play good against bad teams this season. And I just think that the Cardinals have been a team that hasn't really put it together at all. They're also a team where their quarterback and and uh, head coach combination has not really worked out this season at all. And who knows, Cliff Kingsbury might be another coach on the chopping block at the end of the season. So um, we'll see about that. But I wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick to do something against a struggling Arizona. So I'm gonna roll with the Patriots. Yep, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Cardinals. Uh not so much because I think they win. I want them to win. Uh Kyle Murray, I hope you win. I'm rooting for you. Give it everything you got out there. Uh and Patriots. Who's starting? Mac Jones for the Patriots? I don't even know who's starting for them. who's Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, who who starts for them? I think it's Mac. The Mac is, the- I don't know. Who give the fuck? Lose. What? Was he, was he, was he, why do you, well, hold on. Why do you want the Pats to lose? Uh, oh, I forgot because you're in Dolphins, man. What am I yeah, saying? Yeah, Uh, basically I don't give a fuck who starts at quarterback. They both are mediocre as shit. Uh, they're both kind of lame. They're, you're both going to be backup quarterbacks for the rest of your career. Uh, no disrespect. I mean, Damn. I yeah, no, 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 You disrespected the fuck out of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, like I meant that in the most respectful way possible. Uh, backup quarterbacks are good too. Uh, but I'm sorry. That's just, I don't. I don't see starting quarterback in your future uh, for the rest of your career, but you know, lose this game, lose this game. That's all I gotta say. I don't want to see y'all win. Same for the Jets. Same for Mike White. 
you know, Mike White, I want you to get back on the field. I want you healthy. But after that, just throw a bunch of intercept, you know. Uh, I hope Zach Wilson doesn't get his job back. But Joe Flacco, you can play. I'm cool. So that's just my little rant to end the episode. But with that being said, episode 13 of the West Nets podcast coming out next week. That should be a banger of an episode. And in the meantime, thank you all so much for watching the West Nets podcast. As I told you, follow the Instagram underscore West Nets podcast. Hold on, hold on, Chanel. Hold on, Chanel. I got some I got some shout outs real quick. What do you got? Before we end the episode, I just because my girlfriend wants to wants me to say it. But we just did hit our 10 months. Uh, so I just wanted to really quick shout out Athena on this episode and you know damn well that I had to or she would have killed me. And uh, for the for the, our viewers uh, for this podcast and for future podcasts, I'm going to get a new mic soon so I don't sound like chicken scratch o- over over these recordings. So don't worry. Um, great things are happening. And guess what? I'm also going to be going on vacation uh, in January. And I anticipate still doing uh, some recordings while that is eventually going on. So don't worry. I'm going to rock with you guys as long as you guys will rock with us. So thank you guys so much for watching. And I just really can't wait to keep keep rolling with this podcast. We're doing great things because of y'all. Thank uh, you. Show some love for Nick and Athena on their 10-month anniversary uh that i feel partly responsible for so you know oh this I, guy <laughs> I, i'm no i'm kidding i i i, I can't, oh yes I Jesus, let's I'm give let's give some claps to let's give some to chanel everybody maybe you can give me a little bit of credit i'll take two percent of it i'll take two percent of it but 2%. regardless okay. of that congratulations uh thank nick for his hard work on the podcast i thank y'all for watching the podcast uh my name is ben chanel wilkins that's been nick you know, provenzano I said that already. Damn. I was supposed to let me say it. <laughs> in the meantime, peace out. We're going to keep that in. Bye, everyone. We're keeping it. Pause.